Welcome to Strands, ideas about remembering and being remembered, from the team at Yarns.life. Written by Rachel, read by Gavin. Tales of a Twenties Baby, Episode 1, VE Day 1945. I've seen a lot, my mother commented to me the other day. At the ripe old age of ninety-four, she certainly has a fair few tales to tell, and in this occasional series I'll share the best of them with you. She had barely become a teenager when World War II broke out, and consequently her formative years were moulded by its privations and perils, colouring her take on life right up to the present day. So it is not surprising that the approach of the 75th anniversary of VE Day, Victory in Europe, on May the 8th, has got her reminiscing about the war, as World War II is often called here in the UK, and taken her back to what was an extraordinary day. Mum had travelled down by train from Yorkshire to Egham, on the western outskirts of London, to stay with family friends, the Stops. Surprisingly, even in wartime Britain, it was possible to travel around the country fairly freely, which is a stark contrast to the restrictions we're all enduring with our current war against an unseen foe. Fun fact, the Stops ran a bakery, which held a royal warrant to supply the royal household at nearby Windsor Castle. Mum navigated her way across London alone at the tender age of 19. Normally she would have been accompanied by her mother's sister, Syria, who travelled down at least once a year to see Madge and Fred. But this time Mum also had a treat awaiting her, a visit to the Sadler's Wells Ballet. Ballet in Britain before the war was considered elitist, and for the tiara set. But World War II saw it become more popular, as the authorities realised people needed some relief from the trials and tribulations of the conflict. Victorian Albert Museum ballet historian Jane Pritchard agrees. Everything changed with the outbreak of war, she explained to the BBC back in 2016. It was quickly realised that people needed entertainment, even more during the war period than during peacetime. Despite the blitz and conscription, Sadler's Wells managed not only to perform in bombed-out London, but also had forays around the UK, and in 1940 a tour around the Netherlands, which ended in an emergency dash back across the Channel when the Germans invaded. They escaped in the hold of the penultimate cargo boat out of The Hague. As was the case at the time, many young women had boyfriends who were serving in the forces, and Mum was no exception. The flat countryside in our part of the north of England was dotted with airstrips, and especially around the cathedral city of Lincoln, where Mum was training to be a teacher. Regular dances at the airbases seeded many romances, and this is where she met Reg, an airman whose family lived in south-west London. They had perhaps one date when he was posted to the Asian conflict, but his brother and sister remained in the capital. So, when Mum went to Egham, they invited her to join them for the performance by Sadler's Wells Ballet, later to become the Royal Ballet after the war. It was the first time she'd ever been to the ballet. The three of them took the London Underground to Trafalgar Square, heading for the new theatre, now known as Noel Coward Theatre, in St Martin's Lane. Mum recalls emerging from the tube station to be confronted by a throng of people in Trafalgar Square, celebrating the fact that the war had ended in Europe. 
It was May the 8th, 1945. Looking back today, her recollections are vivid but disjointed. She remembers the joy and excitement, but also seeing Winston Churchill address the crowds from a balcony. She thinks it was in Trafalgar Square, but it was probably just off the square in Whitehall, outside the then Ministry of Health. One thing is for certain. They arrived late for the performance of Capelia, and the people they had to pass in order to take their seats were none too pleased. By all accounts, it was a performance to remember. According to the Sadler's Wells Ballet A History and Appreciation, Robert Helpman could not be restrained from improvising his own celebrations on stage. Coppelia's balcony was decked with flags, and the last act got completely out of hand. Gillian Lynn, one of the performers, recalled the mayhem, and the fact that all the dancers wanted to do was to change out of their costumes and go join the throng in a very crowded Trafalgar Square. It's hard now for Mum to piece the fragments of her memories, as if a piece of clothing has frayed at the edges. The threads are there, but they have become separated, pulled apart by the passage of time. Yet she can still bear witness to an extraordinary event that became indelibly printed on her psyche. It will be interesting to see in years to come what we will remember of the relatively minor yet strangely similar privations we're experiencing in 2020, and how, more immediately, we'll all celebrate once our own struggle with COVID-19 comes to an end. The Yarns team will certainly be preserving their own little scraps of pandemic history. <laughs>